Becoming Wise is supported by the Fetzer Institute. I've had hundreds of big conversations, and my conversation partners share wisdom I carry with me wherever I go. Robert Thurman and Sharon Salzberg are icons of American Buddhism, and they are joyful, longtime friends. They challenge us to reframe our anger by seeing love for our enemies as an act of self-compassion. This is Becoming Wise. I'm Krista Tippett. Something that I think about a lot is that um, I think you know, say in Christianity, it's all, this is often discussed as there's the the problem of evil or you know great enemies is, and even maybe in our culture we tend to focus on these dramatic you know dra- dramatized enemies you know the bully or the catastrophic danger or the murderer but right. you know something that I'm aware of in real life day to day I think so much pain and suffering is caused by, I don't know what I would even call maybe the near outer enemy, right? Not the villain out there, but um, the people people close to us, you know, in, in workplaces or in families mm. or in friendships. And I mean, it's like people are vulnerable um, and it's it's those people who are, have a power, uh, such a destructive mm-hmm. power to do damage in those circumstances. And mm-hmm. where do these beautiful teachings start to speak there? I think that's that's so crucial. I, I want to say something about that middle place, learning to stop hating. Yeah. Uh, apart from because the word love is so loaded, and what does it mean? Our our fear, of course, is that it means something very passive and complacent, and I'm going to let people hurt me, and I'm right, going to let right. them oppress other people, and I'm going to be a doormat. And uh, it's a very uh, nuanced and subtle quality. It's very hard to see love as a force as a power rather than as a weakness, but that is its its reality. So that middle place is very compelling, whether it's a colleague at work who's sort of annoying or it's somebody who disappoints us um, just in the neighborhood or our community yeah. or it's the villain uh, even, um, to have some recognition that the way we can be consumed by hatred or even just an obsession, you know, that mm-hmm. that habit we can have of going over someone's faults again mm. and again and again. It's the same list, but mm. we'd like to go over it again, you know, <laughs> a few more times. And uh, the way we give over so much of our energy mm-hmm. to someone else in this kind of negative or destructive way. And, uh, you know, whether it's a minor annoyance or a very grave injustice, there's a way in which we want to be whole. And we don't want to have lost so much of our life's energy to someone else's actions or problems. And we want that energy to return to us and, and for us to be able to go on in a more creative, generative way. And, and that's the process. That's, that's why people engage in this process. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so what do you mean? What, tell me the process. Describe that. Well, I think first being aware of uh, how it actually feels to be frightened, to be so angry, to uh, be so consumed with somebody else. To be able to see those states, to be able to have a little more distance or space from to, those to, states. To just gain and, some self-awareness about the fact that 
that you are going over and over that and letting it consume yeah, you Yeah, exactly. Way. And how mm-hmm. it feels, because then we want to let go out of the greatest compassion for ourselves, not because we're trying to be a goody-goody or a certain kind of person or match, uh, you know, someone else's uh, dictum of how we're supposed to be, but out of the greatest love and compassion for ourselves. You know, there's a word in, uh, in Buddhism called klesha or kilesa in Pali, klesha in Sanskrit which comes from a verb root that means to twist, something to be twisted. And um, it's translated defilement or affliction by by some people. I used to translate affliction. But the best word for it actually is addiction. And so anger and and, uh, obsession, uh, lust, these things are said to be addictions. And that immediately gets the point across. In other words, it's something that people think is helping them because it gives them a momentary relief from something else. But actually, it's leading them into a worse and worse place where they're getting more and more dependent and less and less free. And so... D- uh, dependent, dependent because that the way you're handling it is then all entangled with the partly, other person? Yes, part, right, partly. And partly because you believe when anger comes to you out meaning in the form of an impulse that you have internally mm-hmm. this is intolerable that person did this this is like something you know it's what sort of the inner thought that comes and it seems to come in a way that is undeniable you have to act on it mm-hmm. so in other words it takes you over and that's where mindfulness can interfere with that by being aware of how your mind works and realizing that it's just one impulse and it's one voice within you. And there's another questioning voice and an awareness voice that can say, well, actually, would this be a good idea to blow your top now? <laughs> or, you know, it's like, I always like to say, it's like, otherwise you're like a TV set that has one channel only and no clicker. If you have the horror show rising up from your solar plexus, then you've got to have a horror show. Whereas you can click mm-hmm. to the nature show, you know, you can watch the, <laughs> the minnows frolicking in the lake, you know, in the summer. So I'm saying, you know, that we are very clickable, we're very switchable in our, our moods and minds. And, um, and then the key is the, the hopeful thing for some people who, who like their anger. Some people do like their anger. Hmm. The hopeful thing is that that energy of heat, kind of like a heat, and actually, for, in Buddhist psychology, anger is connected to intelligence, to analytic and critical intelligence. And uh, so that energy of strong, powerful energy of heat, force, can be ridden in a different way and can be used to heal yourself, can be used to develop inner strength and determination. And that is really a, something much to be ambitious for. That is a great, great goal. Robert Thurman's latest book is Man of Peace, an illustrated biography of the Dalai Lama. Sharon Salzberg is a meditation teacher and co-founder of the Insight Meditation Society in Barre, Massachusetts. Her most recent book is Real Love, The Art of Mindful Connection. Their book together is Love Your Enemies. Becoming Wise is produced at On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. Our team is Marie Sambalay, Lily Percy, and Chris Hegel, and our theme music is provided and composed by Zoe Keating. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.